Hello everyone and welcome to Project Esports for November 18th, 2019. As always, my name is Andrew Nimsger and alongside me are James Graham and Dylan Beal. I want to go into my Class A introduction because that's just the kind of the mood I'm in right now and talk about your hero names and all that, but that's not why we're here today. We are here today to talk about esports, including League of Legends Free Agency, the Esports Awards, and so much more. But before we get to that, if you do not already know, this is Project Esports, where each and every week we come together and give a whole lot of opinion and a little bit of context on some of the biggest news stories in esports. I don't really have much else besides that. I actually felt like I had a pretty smooth opening, and we have no housekeeping besides check out our other content on www.poppedoff.com and follow us on Twitter at popped underscore off. I want to hand it right over to James because we're going to have a lot to talk about, and I want to give Dylan as much ranting time as possible. So the quicker we get going, the quicker we get to that. Uh, yeah, so the first thing we're going to go into tonight is, uh, I believe it was yesterday was the first day of League of Legends Free Agency. Yesterday or today, one of the two. Um, which is a, always a fun time. It's always a big deal. You get to see all the, the trade and roster moves and all the, uh, the speculation. Um, Travis Gafford's done a great job of covering this. And as well as Jacob Wolf, who's now actually doing like a uh, a free agency show, he does it weekly. Um, basically, that kind of wraps up the whole week in it. Um, that being said, though, there's a lot more that kind of happens in one week, so I do recommend like you know, don't check the League of Legends re- regularly because those guys are useless. Uh, the moderator team over there recently has just been banning anything that's speculation that's not actually confirmed by a uh, by an actual organization. They're they're getting they're basically deleting any posts unless it goes into their mega thread which nobody looks at anyways. Um, so if you're looking for like roster moves and like where you want to hear about it, Twitter. Twitter is the place. So I actually have a question about keeping up with coverage. So if you want to keep up with coverage daily, there's no like daily like video to keep up with or like anything from any trusted esports personalities that like I personally enjoy or anything like that? Well, Dylan, not yet, my friend. But but I think it's the... Uh, I think it's time for old old James over here to to bust out the uh, the daily videos of all the uh, all the roster moves. Daily, it was something like, literally the worst person I've ever met. I hope you know that it's the worst. It's like I mean, he put me on the spot, man. But I like, I mean, I've been like toying with the idea, and I mean, yeah, like Jacob Wolf is a significantly bigger personality. He's definitely a lot more connected personality. Um, but yeah, like he, like I said, he only does it once a week. So, um. It was something I did last year. I really enjoyed. It was a good time, um, and I don't think Reddit moderators could take it down if I post the video. I don't know. Wait, they didn't was take that, it down last. Was that last year? A year ago? Yeah, yeah, it was oh a year ago. Oh my goodness! Free agency only happens once a year. I remember those videos, and it did not feel like it was a year ago. I know, dude. It didn't feel like a year ago at all. But yeah, oh so it was something I did. La- it was something I did last year. I like slowly was able to like refine my like video like. How I like how I laid it out and everything like that. So now going into it, I think I have a lot better uh, better way of setting it up. So yeah, maybe it's time to maybe it's time to bust those back out, boys. Oh yeah, that maybe. sounds like so great. Decided to do a video series literally the day there's going to be started released. I love that preparation, Dylan. Ooh, no, no prep, boys. We're going in dry. <laughs> Let's go. The best kind oh, of James God, videos. Phrasing. But yeah, I don't know. There, I was, there's not too much to talk about with free agency. It has begun. I'm incredibly excited about it. We've had a couple of moves today already. I don't yeah. think any of them are world-ending, right? Uh, I haven't seen anything that's been like, holy crap, like ground-shattering, like anything like that. I mean, my organization, CLG, just uh, they traded their supports 
which isn't really that big of a deal. Uh, Biofrost and like I love Biofrost. I've I've always liked him. He's going back to TSM apparently. We get Smoothie, who is TSM's support. Um, Irene, their coach, like their actual like strategic coach, is a as a free agent now, which is a lot of red flags for us. So that's damning for me. That's like potentially world ending for me. If they let go of Irene, we're in trouble. But um, other than that, I haven't seen anything else that's like too too crazy. Uh, besides Dignitas not keeping Demonte, but that's a bit like a little old news. But yeah, that's that the made big me one. sad when I saw it's that the... was official. But P- Power of Evil is a free agent now, which means CLG could get Demonte, and I'd be very happy about that. I buy a Demonte jersey in a heartbeat. It's Tanner time, boys. It's but Tanner it's... time. <laughs> but it's also time. For EU to keep getting more support and NA being left in the shadows. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, Riot introduced two new leagues for uh, for Europe. Belgium and... What was the other one? Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. Belgian and Dutch leagues. Yeah. So um, as we already know, the EU Masters are a really big deal over in Europe. Um, it's basically their feeder league into um, the LEC. Now they're getting two more feeder leagues to build into the EU Masters, which is Dutch and the, uh, and the Danish league, or the Belgian oh, league. Which you is... mean so an actually fully developed amateur scene going all the way up to the professional scene? I've never heard of that before in esports. It's never happened. <laughs> Nobody's done it effectively. <laughs> uh, except for Riot Europe has basically got this like laid out perfectly. Uh, uh, Blizzard, take notes. Take notes, Blizzard. NA, NA Riot, take notes. Um, literally everybody else take notes from Europe. Because they're doing it right, like because yeah, man, like this is perfect. Like you, like every region has like their own set of teams and everything, man. Like it's it's sick. Like why can't can't everybody else just get their shit together? Like somebody answer me that. God damn, I, 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 I there I, isn't an answer to it because it doesn't make sense. I it's know, just like, yeah, Europe, Europe gets all the shiny toys. Well, NA is just going to be an NA production for till the end of time. But NA has all the money. That's the thing that blows my mind. Like, NA has so much money. Yeah. In- We're dropping 1.5 million per player now this offseason. Some of these dollar amounts are crazy. But we can't pay someone a million dollars a year to organize an entire amateur scene. Dude, like- you, you pay me like 200. No, not I'm not. I'm getting greedy. You pay me 50K a year and I will run the whole goddamn thing. I will staff everybody. You pay me a livable wage. And like, that isn't even an American dollar. You pay me in Canadian fun bucks, the fifty thousand dollars, ten dollars a year. That's all you. Well, ask? Pretty much, dude. It's 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 like literally pennies. It's pennies. We don't even use the penny up here anymore. Like, it just just yeah, man. Like it's not it's not hard at all. Cloud Nine is buying out Vulcan for one point nine million dollars. That's a support player, and they can't they can't pay anybody to organize any of it. The guys in the amateur scene I know are like rolling in their graves, or not in well, yeah, probably in their grave because a lot of them are like. Screw the amateur scene. It's not doing any well. I'm going to just leave. And-, and go where? What other amateur scenes better in the NA? They don't. That's the thing. They just leave the amateur scene. They go back to being a normal college student or a normal business owner or, you know, like, I mean, that's just it. They That's where they, they go back to doing what they don't want to do, which isn't like, I mean, because esports for a lot of these guys is their passion. Right? They love this shit, right? So. Yeah, it's kind of it's really disheartening, honestly. Like, it's great for EU. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact EU is getting more, more expansive leagues and stuff like that, and they're like, you know, they're becoming all encompassing. Um, and NAs just can't get their shit together. So There's- yeah. So instead of us just complaining the entire time, let's talk a little bit more about the actual league. So yeah. if I remember how it's set up, is there a couple of splits? 
with $7,500 going to the winner of each split. Yes. And then Correct. there's $10,000 for an overall season winning. And then the top four teams there compete for that $10,000 where the winning team will have a chance at EU Masters. Is that correct? That is how it works, yeah. And that's kind of how, like, all their leagues are set up. And I think that's why this was so easy for them, because, like, the format's already been laid out. We already know it works. Let's just give more regions more leagues, right? So it's a, it's like they've already, like, trialed the uh, the method, right? So there's no there's no risk. There really isn't. if Because if they know the teams are there, because of course they are, because the population density in Europe is ridiculous. People are going to play in it, right? And well, I mean, they're, it's they're really, I mean, they're a major region, but they're a growing region with how successful they've been in the past couple of years. Well, I'm sure yeah. the fan base there is just growing. Well, and... you've had, you've had like EU as like a, like an all encompassing kind of uh, like kind of namesake, right? That you, you know, it's EU, but it's every, every country. In EU. Now you like every, every country has got their own league. Just sick. Right. So yeah. Why can't two massive continents do something like this? Right. And the thing is too, it was like $10,000. It's not. It's not. It's not taking around money, man. That's good money. That is. For, it, 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 it's definitely viable for the players, and it's going to be viable for the organization as well. Exactly. It, I mean, it, it's seventy five hundred dollars per split. Splits go what three months or so. Give so or even take, if yeah. you're paying a thousand, I mean two hundred dollars um, a split or two hundred fifty dollars a split to these players, just to kind of help and make it a little bit more reality to them. Esports organizations can still take make some money off it and then give some of that prize money back and it's still being sustainable, which is something that's missing in esports. There's going to be some teams that are too big there and paying too much, I'm sure, trying to pay a lot more, which is awesome, but it is sustainable for smaller teams, which you don't find very often in the amateur league. That's just based it, off right? how much money there is. Well yeah, exactly. Like, Cause you have guys over in, in in you know North America doing that for nothing. And their prize pool amounts are significantly less and not only that, but they're going to lands and they're paying costs to go to lands and stuff like this is already set up by Riot. This is all organized online. Like, I mean, you get lands in the finals. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's it. That's your only major expense. And like, you know, guys are going to do it for no money because they're already going for college. They're already playing on their college team. College teams are going to go into, or I guess it's probably university in Europe. But I mean, like, yeah, like why? Like, man, it's like hats off to Europe, man. Like, because yeah. they're doing super they're cool. Doing, yeah, they're doing great. Like, morning at the same time, though. Yeah, it's like again, it's great, but it's it's upsetting at the same time. So I I feel like if I get on, stay on this topic any longer, I'm just gonna get salty about it. So let's let, let's move it along. <laughs> oh, because this next topic definitely is gonna have no salt involved. Uh, is that right, Dylan? No. Are we gonna be well behaved oh, human beings for the next 25 minutes? Um, Dylan's I am not. I actually think I am. Uh, I'm gonna be fairly well behaved. I'm not gonna say anything too egregious um but we're going to talk about the esports awards um so i have a couple different angles to to attack this at i guess um so i guess i will kind of start at the top and we'll just we'll move through it i have some discussion points i want to talk about so the esports awards um are a set of award ceremony that have been going on for the past couple years now at least right i think this is at least at least the third one i think this is the third one it's at I think least right, the third yeah. one. Um, yeah. And so kind of the the big talking point, I guess, that we can go through first and then we'll wrap up the awards was uh, Richard Lewis winning um, Journalist, Journalist of the Year, um, which was very controversial, to say the least. Um, so I kind of wanted to, I don't know, I guess break him down a little bit. 
um, and get wait, some. Wait, wait, Dylan, 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 I have a question. What's up? What's up? Who's Who's Richard Lewis? I I looked him up on Twitter, but I seem to be blocked by him. So I really don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, that's much right. You are so blocked. <laughs> I actually, this is the one thing I kind of am okay with. I think I think blocking people is a good thing on Twitter, and you should block more people. People that didn't do anything. Yes. Yes. I've never interacted with the man in my life. That's fine. That's fine. I think I think that's totally fine. And I think using Twitter, especially if you're like uh, if you're interfacing with it constantly. I think blocking people is just perfectly fine. But he has done a lot of terrible things. And I think uh, bringing up blocking people on Twitter is like uh, like a non-issue because there is like much greater things than that. Um, so just to give context um, behind Richard Lewis, some of the, I guess, I'll start with, uh, we'll kind of sandwich it again, a, a little bit, I guess. So it's talking about the good stuff. He is a very good and very storied um, investigative reporter. He has put out some of the best um, investigative reports in esports um, throughout the past, I don't know, f- six years at least? At least six Basically, years yeah. in all esports. Bad. He used to work for Breitbart, one of the worst publication outlets I- I- utterly imaginable. These were the people who have propagated like alt-right talking points and is a huge reason that um, you know white nationalism... Um, is very prominent in in underground mainstream media, um, I would say. So even though he said he's deeply embarrassed by working for them, he still did. And he's still kind of a little bit reactionary, I would say. Um, So those are like the big things I would say is going against him. I mean, yeah. And it seems the the, the thing that does it for me is like, I don't, I think, like, blocking people on Twitter is a little petty, but I don't, like, I mean, again, like you said, Dylan, I don't think it's, like, the end of the world if you get blocked on Twitter by Rich. Yeah. It's really not. Um, but it seems to be the big focal point that a lot of people are gripping to, which I think is sending the wrong message. Like, I think the previous publication, like, yeah, he's, I mean, he apologized, but you're still associated with it. And, I mean, like, the guy does do crazy, crazy investigation. So, I mean, like... Yeah, and I... I, I, I've, I, I don't know. It's It's really tough. Um, because uh, I guess going to the core of like what he said during it too, um, because like his speech there, I guess was one of the things platformed the most. Um, he said in regards to Polygon Waypoint and Kotaku, their approach to writing about esports is twofold. They've consistently embarrassed themselves writing pieces that expose their complete ignorance about our scene, lack of sources, and unoriginal opinions on topics we have talked to death about for twenty years. And so I guess he brought this up because. A lot of the main hit pieces on like esports um, athletes and just people in the scene in general have been found on these uh, websites and more. Ooh, the websites, yeah. Um, I think one of the specific examples was he like brought up Doctor Disrespect or something like that. Um, and I don't know. I think I understand the sentiment of being kind of upset at larger publications coming in and talking about our scene and like I know how that feels. Um, I, I prob- I, I'm going to take an assumption here, but I think that for people writing in the esports scene for a very long time, um, they probably understand this feeling a little bit. Um, he did later call out that this isn't everyone who writes for these uh, outlets. I think he called out Cecilia D. An- uh, Anastasio. I think that's I think that's their name. 
Um, Pretty sure she was the one that broke the riot one. Yes. Yeah, I saying, think yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah, just saying that um, she was a great journalist and she also writes for Kotaku. But he he called her out specifically by name, saying that she is a wonderful journalist. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I don't know. I, I literally don't know how I feel about this because I mean I think I've been pretty public on on this on this on, on Richard Lewis at least on the show and saying I don't like him. I don't care for him too yeah. much. But like I don't know how much of an issue it is. Like just because I don't like him, I don't know if it's like a big issue. Like I think Thorin is pretty bad for our scene, but I'm still unsure if Richard Lewis is bad for the scene or not. Like I don't know that. I don't know. It's like the question of is PewDiePie good or bad for YouTube? It's that's kind of where he stands. PewDiePie and Richard Lewis both extremely, extremely controversial. One side loves them and praises them for everything they do. One side absolutely hates them. Mm-hmm. Both have made yeah. a lot of stupid mistakes. Never live up to them. Do petty or unexplained things here and there, and it, it, you don't you don't pick. You only have an opinion on them. No one ever can make. I mean, there's no proof of if he was good for the scene. There's no proof of he was bad for the scene. There's proof of some of his talent in writing and investigative journalism. But does that compensate for the stupidity that he brings? I mean, yeah, and like, I mean, I have seen him take some like some petty attacks at people and stuff like that. Now, mind you, most of them are provoked. Like, like you know, I almost I classified it as like agitated assault. It's still assault, but I mean, somebody kind of poked the bear, right? So, yeah, like, there's he's like he's such a coin flip, man. Yeah. Like, because again, he does do great. Like, I mean, I reached out a for he did this big thing where he said anybody who wants to talk about this and cover this, reach out to me and I will send it to you, right? And I did it, and he was totally chill about giving it to me. Didn't know who the hell I was. Didn't care what publication I was associated with it for. And I mean, like, we're self-publicated, right? But I mean, he didn't care. So, like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you get that and then you get him going after, like, going for people. So, I'm, I don't know, man. It, it Like, it is. It's, it is tough. It's a, it's a toss. Right? Yeah. Um. So, I, I guess, like, taking that and going into, like, maybe the next topic a little bit is that people were... I don't know. I don't want to say upset with the with the esports awards, but kind of concerned about how it's run. So the way that it's run, it's broken into three categories: uh, community, industry, and pro. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all of them are selected in in by those people. I think yeah, maybe they're selected by those people. I don't know, but I I know community has a community vote. Um, I think industry and pro, it's like a panel of people. The community votes. There was like I think it said like. Three million or like five, like a couple million people uh, voted on these. So definitely there was a lot of ballots cast. But the nominees for some of the categories were strange, I would say. Um, I think Richard Lewis winning and a lot of uh, journalists not making the list um, was definitely one of the biggest talking points. I think there was a lot of other ones that people were a little bit confused with. Um, you know, a lot of uh, people on there, people giving them the like the the who omega lol kind of thing like like who's yeah. who's this person like like if we're voting on the best people in the industry like who's this person or whatnot who's this person yeah what Which yeah exactly i what? think inherently award shows like this do have that problem because like obviously people are going to get left off the list you know it, you can never have like a full comprehensive list 
And so that happens sometimes. I mean, I'm you know, obviously it happens with like bigger movies and like Oscars or Grammys or whatever. Like people are like, why is you know X missing from the list? I think. Well, that's okay, happen. okay, yeah. So just to kind of build on that point, so um, Golden Boy won host. He won host of the year, right? Now, if you talk to anybody in the Rainbow Six community, they hate Golden. They don't hate him, but they don't like how he how he runs things because he came in to a major uneducated, unknowledgeable to players, that he called one of G2's players by the wrong name when he introduced him, right? Like, the, our, our our bubble is, or not our bubble, but our, like, you know, our communities are so divided and so kind of hashed up that you're never going to get an all-inclusive list and nobody's ever going to be that happy, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like... No, I, I totally agree because, like, the Rainbow Six thing, um, you know, there he was... I mean, I don't want to say he was a bad host there, but he wasn't a great host there. But for Overwatch... He's awesome. Like he's great. He's awesome. He's exactly awesome. Right. He's yeah. like, and I think that's probably where a lot, lot, lot of his votes came from was Overwatch because you know everyone watching uh, any of the Overwatch League matches are like, we love Golden Boy. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, to build on that though, uh, are the top three esports? Guess what wasn't on that list? Overwatch. Yeah, it was League of Legends, CS:GO, I believe, and then Rainbow Six. I believe, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too because Overwatch has not been doing anything right. Period. Like Ray, okay. I think CS:GO was a year early. I think Overwatch should have been on it this year. I think next year is going to be totally different. I, I I think CS:GO is primed to grow dramatically, and CS:GO is again probably one of the biggest esports in the international market. I mean, it's like just... football for it's like soccer for us. We don't think soccer is a big deal. You go anywhere else in the world. Uh, CSGO is a huge thing. So League yeah. of Legends worldwide, Rainbow Six best organic scene, and then um, CSGO is the soccer of the world. It's kind of how I see these. And I, I agree with all three of those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's Overwatch just... should be number four. I mean, probably just yeah. for the sheer amount of money in it. <laughs> but I definitely don't think it's in top three right now. I think there's so much to improve there. Um, and yeah, it's just it just doesn't have that same feeling as those other ones. Yeah. yeah. But I mean like yeah, like, the the whole thing about the esports awards is like everything is so like I mean the the community like the the fact that the community has a factor in it is so sketchy. I think at least because it's you're it's like it's 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 literally a popularity vote, you know what I mean? Which community has the biggest the biggest scene, right? League CS:GO are two of the biggest ones for sure, right? Um, I get and I get that do like esports personalities have like you know they have say in it as well right like industry industry people have it as well but I mean like I don't know it's kind of a sketchy way to do it but we don't have like a board we don't have like we don't have anything like that to kind of really legislate how these things are run right it's very like I mean we're still in the growing phase yeah yeah and I don't know I I think I, I guess I'll kind of lead us into our next like um, you know mini discussion point on this is like what do you guys think about it in general um because i guess my thoughts on the esports awards is i don't really like them i don't think they're great i think they're kind of like i i know this has been a, a take on twitter a ton and that they're really self-serving um and i don't know i don't i don't feel like it really showcases esports in the way that we want them to um to be frank i think esports is just so vast and different um with each community that it's kind of hard to like encompass like all of them into one esports awards and just like run run there like i don't know it just i i feel like maybe there's a better way to do it maybe there's 
there's something else there um but we're too I, I, we're too we're, yeah we're too diverse dude like i yeah. mean it's, i mean the like, way it is i don't really care for it too much and also like uh, they have like weird stuff on there like best cosplayer which i mean yeah, i mean I, I don't i don't want to put down the cosplay community because like there's amazing cosplayers but, but, and that's like intertwined but they're with, their like, own thing games. yeah but like it's esports. Like I don't associate esports with cosplay and stuff like that. I don't. I. I don't know. Yeah. It's. It's tough. Ah, uh, that's like saying you don't associate streaming with esports. It's the same thing. They're tied one and one. I, no, but like I, if there I was really a streaming do award think at the sub segment. No, if there was like a streaming award, I wouldn't like put like best esports athlete in there. I would. What do you? I mean, that's that's at the game awards. Yeah, like if the game awards coming up, there's going to be an esports or like a streamer of the. There's going to be like the esports player of the year. There's going to be the esports streamer and all that. Well, no, kind no, of no. Stuff. That's video games, and and video games is the big overlying umbrella, and esports, e-sports is under is there. Esports is an over overlining one too. With I mean, yes, I but, but I don't know. I see. Okay, so the way I see like, it, would you, it be that crazy if at the NFL they did awards like this and they nominated the best cheer team in the NFL? They're directly associated with a little so far. That, no, no, no. That is reasonable, but because they're directly associated with teams, right? but it's not football. So, it's a part of football, though. It's like a core part. Cosplays of plays at every single esports event you ever go. Oh, to. Okay, okay, so but, I, I don't want to. I don't want to divert from like the the overall question a little bit too much and go into the weeds. But like, I I think let's let's bring it back a little bit and not argue about cosplay. But like, the what do you guys think about the esports awards in general? I love the shit. I know you guys don't. <laughs> We're I don't our mind personalities them are extremely different but if i was ever even nominated for one of them i consider that uh, an achievement for life at this point in my life that would be one of the coolest things i've ever done i would not think down on it i would not say oh it's kind of sketchy or anything like that it is it's, that is the type of person i am if it adds value to the esports industry who knows do i love watching it do i love seeing all these people together and some kind of celebration of an industry i love so much absolutely it's it does not add value to the industry. It does not represent the entire industry, but that doesn't mean I don't love it. It's just like the Grammys. It's like anything like that. Those are not great representations of what's going on, but that doesn't mean they're not cool. That doesn't, a lot of people don't want to be a part of them and that they don't do something. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I have the same feelings when I watch this as I do um, the Esports Hall of Fame. Like, I have oh this, yeah, we, we talked like, at length about that. <laughs> like, I think I think I get the same feeling for different reasons. Um, you know, may, uh, um, one day I'll, I'll I'll clip the clip the vod there so I can keep it and repost it every time we talk about it. Um, but <laughs> I, I have different feelings on them. And this, it's not that I think it's sketchy. I really don't think it's sketchy at all. It's just I don't know. It doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel super cool to watch it. It doesn't feel right. You know, like I, I it's, it's hard to describe the feeling, but I don't watch it and just go like, yeah, I'm happy. This is our game awards. Um, unlike the game awards, that feels really good to watch. Whenever I watch the game awards, I go like, that's awesome. This feels like a great representation of video games. And it's a good wrap up for the year. I don't get that same. This is a good wrap up for the year when I watch the esports awards. I don't know. I don't have much more to add. I kind of put it in, and I and I, I disagree with that. I don't really have an argument to make against you because, again, I agree with some of what you're saying there, but I still absolutely love them. Okay, I have a suggestion. I, mean, I have a suggestion. Next year, we do our own esports game, uh, awards. 
talked about that last year. I know, and we forgot. We need like reminder notes. No, nope, I definitely didn't forget. I just didn't want to put in the 300 hours of work. Why didn't you bring it up? That would have been sick. Because I talked about it right after Travis Gafford did his own. And I'm like, oh, you did oh, too. We yeah. should do that for the end of the decade. We talked about it on a podcast. But then I realized, oh, that's 30 hours of graphics I'm going to have to do. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe just watching someone else we do could have hired really, someone. Really cool <laughs> we could have hired someone for graphics. Okay, you paying out of pocket? Yeah. You get Twitch bucks now, dude. That would have been sick. Twitch bucks, you're right. Yeah, we, we could, that would have been sick. All right, we're, so get a post-it note, put it somewhere, pin it up on the wall. Next year, we're going to do our, our own award ceremony. Put it on your goddamn forehead. There we go. We'll be golden. We can do it just, we'll model it like um like a T1's thing. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> yeah, the Tyler one. one Invitational? Yeah. Yeah, the T1 yeah. Invitational, yeah, yeah. We'll model it like that. That's, that's a, oh my god, that's a goofy event. That We need more of that. We need more of that. Yeah. Well, if you want to make Dylan's far-fetched idea of our esports awards next year, you can help make that reality by donating your money with Twitch Prime. Because if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime, and you can help support us in all of our stupid and grant endeavors that we do plan and then hopefully follow through on one day. It's super easy. It does not automatically renew each month, so do make sure to stop by the channel every 30 days or 31 days, however many days there are in a month to renew and help us out a ton because it really does and it helps us make everything we want to do really cool and it also shows that you guys are enjoying the content that we create but with that i'm going to hand it back over to you james for what your last topic of today and that's talking about league of legends again because that's all you seem to talk about uh, yeah man like i talked about rainbow last week so i'm like i'm off the hook okay i'm allowed to i'm allowed to talk about some more some different stuff all right i'm allowed to go back to what i know and uh, yeah, so to go on ridiculous stuff, actually, this is good because I don't care for this shit at all. I don't care for the All-Stars at all. And that's what's going on right now. League of Legends is having their All-Star voting right now. And where it is specifically League of Legends, you vote on your favorite two players from every region. Even if you don't know what the hell the region is, you just kind of pick two random players. Um, yeah, they're doing that right now. And they get kind of get together. They have a big old event. And they do like, you know. In Las Vegas. In Vegas, so Andrew, I hope you go. I'm go trying. meet somebody. Yeah, go get some selfies, dude. Give me some my way. Go get a picture with Faker. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what they do. Like, I mean, so for me, All Stars is it's cool because some players get recognized, but it's the same players from every region every time. Very rarely does anybody else really get changed up. We saw it once with Pabu from Oceania last year um he and he actually got to he won v one like everybody the dude was a monster um but that's really it man it's the same guys that go guess who's coming from north america take a guess andrew wild guess no even dylan even dylan you could guess that you probably get it who's going from north america wait wait hold on hold on i know double lift yep and and wait 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 tanner time and sneaky yeah. Wait, are you serious? Those are the top two. God. <laughs> Let me double check. God. I want to. I want. I want to see if this is actually still like because when I did it earlier hey, Dylan, today. Dylan, can you name a third person in all of League of Legends? Yes, I can. Be- uh, be- Bjergsen. There you go. I oh. know names. I know names. I. I have oh, Twitter. sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. So it is right now for North America. It is Doublelift, Bjergsen, Ben Sneak. God. Cool. Absolute god. Yeah. But that's okay. just it, man. 
That's just it. Like, it, it. It breaks my heart. Now, guess guess who the two are from Europe? Just guess. Perks and Caps? One of those is right. Caps is on there. But guess who the third person is? They're goddamn jungler. Yankos is number two. So it's goes Caps, Yankos. Dude, everybody loves it. Nobody like Yankos. Yankos doesn't play the villain like the the rest of these D-Gens do. He just plays Sejuani. Everybody feels bad for him. How can a D-Gen call other D-Gens D-Gens? <laughs> it takes one to no one, dude. takes one to no one, dude. And again, LCK, dude. Faker and Clid. Not surprising. Surprising at all, right? You know what I mean? So like this Do one hate... is Doin B the one from the LCK? Better be. Uh, uh yes, and the Shy is the other one. Good. I love that. I IG's top player. So but actually like Doin B's not even winning. He's in second. But I mean like with a like a three percent difference. I'm totally okay with that. I mean but and like this is like and it's fine and stuff like that. It's good. But I mean these are all people players already know. Everybody knows them. It doesn't really do anything well, for anybody. All stars. I know, but dude, like, why do we? We have enough goddamn tournaments. We have MSI, we have Worlds, and we have the regular splits. Why yeah, do we need Jerkson another one? didn't play in any of those. What? And we have Ref Rivals. So, like, why add something else? More content. During free agency. Give us we don't more, need content. more content. We need more, more content. We, no downtime, no only content. You know what we need? We need a goddamn amateur scene in fucking North America. That's what we need. Hey, put all your money outside at all stars. Who knows? <laughs> I, uh, I will. I will send you a hundred equivalent dollars of American money if they announce an actual setup and a amateur scene at Riff Rivals or at at at, uh, at all stars. Deal. Okay. <laughs> you get nothing in return. No, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta pay up, dude. Oh no, that wasn't. Oh, no. There was, there was no, there was no exchange like that. Uh, no, yeah, you never asked for that. I just said deal. <laughs> You're talking to the business guy, Andrew, here. Come I on. know, man. Why the fuck do I talk to this guy at all? Jesus. Never talk to Andrew without your lawyer. <laughs> yeah, dude, I need representation. Well, I can't be trusted. I feel when I play board games with them. They yeah, like I'm not surprised. You probably, you're probably the worst to play with. I never lose. Let's just say that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, my, hot, I guess, that's my hot take on All-Stars. Yeah, yeah I, I'm excited for it. I just love it because it's here in Vegas, but it's sold out, so I don't even think I'm going to get to go. Trying to beg last minute for a media pass to try to get in. Try to, to, um, get to Uzi is there. giving away a ticket if you want Ooh. that. Uzi. Uzi is giving away like a... Oh, big... yes, because I have a chance against the other 400 million people retweeting that. There is well, a chance. Twitter. There is a chance. There is a chance. This is really I've small. never won any of those in my life. Maybe I this is the won. first time, statistically speaking, you yeah, have dude. to win eventually. Nope, that's not how statistics work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> statistically speaking, I have a chance to win every time. It doesn't mean I have to win eventually. The same person could win every time for the rest of eternity. That's statistically par- probable. Yeah, and it's statistically possible, possible that you Yeah, win. I mean, like, that's just it. Like, it's, yeah, dude. Take a chance. Jesus. What are you going to Whatever. I want to talk about a scene we don't talk too much about. We've done a little bit of uh, features on it from... Um, GGFF and all that kind of stuff. But the Call of Duty scene that actually has a path to pro, but they just ruined it for any amateur teams that wanted to get involved. So how their amateur scene works is that there are online tournaments where you can gather these uh, online and land tournaments where you can gather these championship points. And then at the end of the season, that's how they decide um, payouts. That's how they decide people for the big cha- uh, the tournaments. Bids, all that kind of stuff. 
So if you are to win an online tournament with your team, you each get a thousand points. If you win one of the few LAN events during the season, you get 10,000 points. Would you get money? At the end, yeah. At the, at the end of the scene and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. If you are a substitute on any of the Call of Duty teams, you get 15,000 points in the amateur scene just for being a substitute. Wait so a second. Automatically, any team that has a substitute, because they can go two-way contracts, automatically has the equivalent of winning one of the lands throughout the season plus five online tournaments. Automatically hurting any team and pretty much putting you at a tournament and a half handicap if you do not have one of these players and pay for them. That's greasy, man. Like... Why? Why so that that? That, ha- that has to be fixed at some point. There's no way it's not. Like, there's no way they don't change that. They just made the announcement like last week. It wasn't even something that was made way in advance. It was just like, hey, any substitute players will have points in their account. Um, it's pending now. You have by end of day. They, they already have those points. Those points are there. They have 15,000 points now. Before any events even happen. So the season doesn't kick off till January 26th, and that person already has the equivalent of a land and a half victories. So can we think of why? Can we, can we think of any reason why they're doing this? Is it to encourage teams to have substitutes? Is that why? Like, or is it to make... Okay, hang on, hang on. You, you, you guys talk about this. You, you know all over this a little bit. I'm going to pull... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let me, let me... Is it... Is the players are... They have the points? The players. The players have these... Have the players have the 15,000, 15, correct, Andrew? Yeah, just give me a nod. Yes. And wait, what do okay. the points... What are they... Like, is it hit X amount of points to do a thing, or is it placements? It is how, like, there's open tournaments. You can get automatic placements into some of these land tournaments. It decides who's in the championship at the wait, end of season. Wait, and why payouts. Is it, wait, why is it player-based, then, if there's teams? Because people move around between teams and all that kind of stuff all the time. I don't know. I don't know how to work. I don't know understand exactly how it works, but let me read the multiple tweets. Read those tweets, and Andrew. Well, is, yeah, dude, this... off. What do you want? Ridiculous. Sit down. I'm hyping you up. Any <laughs> player signed to a... Okay. One more interruption and I'm hanging up. <laughs> go, 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 go. Any player signed to a CDL roster as a player was awarded a challenger point bonus today. They should post your account by 6 a.m. Eastern time Saturday, this last Saturday. The points will be full reflected in NA and EU 2K seeds. The two-way academy slash affiliate system is designed to benefit amateur players by bringing more investment and support from orgs into the amateur challenger system. Currently, less than 3% of pro players are eligible to participate in this, as a max of two two-way players can be on an academy slash affiliate roster, and the team itself must be formed. It also works with it also works the other way, in that this system allows more amateur players to be picked up more easily to pro teams and drive more interest from outside sponsors and orgs. They believe this is helping the amateur scene. It's killing the amateur scene. Like it just, That's it just what killed every it. single amateur scene person is saying. So it just makes it so that the academy-based teams are the only ones that are going to really thrive. Then, yes, because 
the well, okay, academy so the- teams under Minnesota that has those two substitutes on them, congratulations, you won three lands. You are going so, to play super high. You are going to get in to the season-ending tournament for all the money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hypothetically, it doesn't mean they automatically win shit, but I mean, like... Well, no, but it's the equivalent of winning three lands. Yeah, exactly. Right. there's only a handful throughout the year. So Dude. imagine if they win one. I mean... What and, the- and obviously, they're going to be able to get the best talent the easiest because all of those players... Of course, because they have real money. They have, like, they have well, act- not even real money, but they just know they have a chance at the big money at the end because they're already halfway through the season before it even starts. Dude, that's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for anybody who's trying to... Like, that... Okay, so one, that effectively kills the amateur. And two, that makes only people want to climb ladder. That's it. That's all... Because they because they only want... All they care about at that point is getting picked up by one of these teams. I mean... I mean, no... Well, I mean, not even that. It just means that you... Like, every amateur... Every amateur team is never going to make it past a certain point. Yeah, I guess you I mean, can... yeah, the best way is just to grind the uh like win every single online tournament and things such as that but you still run into all these of uh, substitute players yeah i mean these two caves i've even seen pro players playing in and all that kind of stuff like anyone's open to play in these like they're, they're, there's no limiting and there's just and there's so many teams out there and so many skilled players that the chances of many teams winning more than one or two of these tournaments or lands oh it's something to none, either right? one team's gonna win them all or everyone's just going to win one, and then no one gets a benefit except for those people that have all the points. Either way, it benefits the top teams that have these points. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like it it's at all, man. It's also incredibly confusing, and I don't understand it because, like, I'm still stuck on like why are players getting it and not the teams? And not teams. I'm still yeah, stuck like... on that, so I think that might be an issue too. But like, that doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Because, like, at that point, a player does really well and he gets seeded into a major tournament. What, why? Well, like, why? Because players will earn challenger points as individuals, and those points will be used to seed amateur teams throughout the season. Challenger points are used to rank amateur COD players and to help teams scout for the best up-and-coming talent. Players can earn a maximum of 100 points per week participating in online ladders with anywhere from 1,000 to 50,000 challenger points up for grab throughout the season at different events. Challenger online ladders are scheduled to begin November 2nd with the first scheduled online tournament to be November 9th. The first event will seed players based on their pro points totals from the Call of Duty Black Ops Season 4. Wait, that's just Open see- bracket events will be hosted alongside COD League competition during the season. This includes a COD League launch weekend in early 2020, along teams to host local COD Challengers open bracket competition along the season. Um, they're not yet um, announced, blah, blah, blah. That's just, yeah, a little bit more information about Wait, that. wait, wait. So it, it, it does seeding. So I'm guessing that the teams taken, uh, like the teams are represented by their player average score, I'm guessing then. Correct. Total. Yeah. Total, so yeah. Total, okay. Uh, so they, and they get, they get seeded. That makes sense. Wait, where does it say that they're blocked? Like they're they're like by having a certain score, they get into other tournaments. You're seated based off of that. No, you're seated in the tournament, right? You're not seated into the tournament. You're seated in the tournament. So anyone can get into the tournament. You're just seated higher. Yeah, well, but that means you're you get buys. And what basically Andrew's saying is that every academy player gets a their team is going to get a bye like every academy team is going to have a bye week no that's bad but i didn't think it was because the way it sounded was that like 
to get into fi- the finals every year, you need to hit a certain oh, amount of points. That's yeah. what it sounds no, like. No, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this this just seems just convoluted way to seed better, like, to seed more, uh, more fun, more highly funded teams. Which is I mean, bad. Base- which is bad, but, like, it, I don't think it's, like, amateur scene killing levels of, of terrible. It, well, I mean, like, so, like, what it does is it, like, I mean, okay, think about it. Like, no, I no, mean, no, no, no. Offline tournaments scale down challengers points earned by all top sixty four finishers. Wait, I don't know. There's there's literally no information. No one knows how any of this works. Why are they doing this? This so okay. I kind of understand the concept of having a player leaderboard player leaderboard in points, but wait, no, that doesn't make sense either. Why did you have a player leaderboard in points to help scouting if all the players who are highest up on that leaderboard? already have points from being on teams that doesn't so make you sense. just start you start working your way down the list like i don't know like wait why not i don't get this is dumb I, this is stupid there's, there, there, there's there, so many better ways of doing this shit like it's I, actually and for a team-based game why are they doing this this doesn't make sense none of this i mean sense. okay so like i mean like Amateur scenes are incredibly volatile as far as like rosters and stuff like that. So I can see why they want players to like hold their worth depending on what team they're on. But I mean, like, I don't even totally agree with it. You know what I mean? Like, I see the justification, but I don't agree with why it's happening. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess, I don't know. It feels weird. It, it it's it's very confusing. I I don't I don't like any part of this. None of this seems good. No, dude. It's- there horrible, has to man. be a better way. There has to be a better way. <laughs> we, can, we can rebuild it. <laughs> like, it seems like they're uh, trying to fight two things at once. One being, like, highlighting players. And the other one is, like, trying to boost up teams that are doing well. Which, But the teams that are doing well are going to be the academy teams. So yeah, like... I, I guess. So, like, here, 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 I think a better system would be this. One, you award points for winning tournaments. That's it. No, no bonus points. No, no, no special, special like uh, loot box extra points for doing for doing something. Just if a team wins, the team gets points, and you can get seated better. That makes sense. I think it totally makes sense for players. Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Andrew, you got a better way of how to do this, or are you just like mentally checked out? I'm just trying to read through. So are you trying try to make sense of this nonsense? Like. I, I guess as many people can sign up as they want for the open. I guess that's what an open means, right? I'm gonna sign up for the open. Same, dude. To let's my use let's I use think all our could. Let's use our, all our Twitch bucks to see if we can buy a sub. That that, <laughs> that that way we get extra points and we can be seated higher. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we have a place to stay. The open is in Minnesota. We can just stay with my parents. Ugh, it's in yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Fuck why are they having? Why in Minnesota? That's like I mean, like not bashing Minnesota. No, that's peak like, cod player territory. Like, is it peak? Every is Minnesota dude, peak? every dude there plays cod, guaranteed. Andrew, is this true? Can you confirm? Yeah, he, uh, Call of Duty is really big in the Midwest. I mean. Nade shot hex. I mean, so many people came out of Chicago that are super big in the Call of Duty scene. It's kind I mean, of a Call, hub for that's like peak. It's, it's a hub of Call of Duty. That's like peak okay, Call of Duty think, culture right there. Is the Midwest okay? I think there's a difference between Chicago and Wisconsin. They're two like it's the Midwest. Chicago's basically Canada. All right, 
It's basically Canada. You realize <laughs> what? Minnesota, Wisconsin is north of Chicago, right? I'm not familiar with the area, no. He, he's not familiar with geography, no. Canada, <laughs> Wisconsin, Chicago. Uh, we you just have to skipping. go. No, you have to go through. Even if you go yeah. through the lake, you still got to go through Michigan or Wisconsin. Most people go from Chicago either up to Toronto or they go through Minnesota to get to Canada. Ah, uh, see, there it is. They go to Toronto. NA Geography, boys. NA Geography. Yeah. And Wisconsin. <laughs> or Ohio. No, no, no. no. It's just Toronto, Chicago. Chicago comes with us. Chicago's part of Canada. That's. You could take them and their bad pizza. I said hey, it. Yo, what? What? No, we're not starting this. No, we <laughs> we can start it. East Coast pizza what, is clearly like the York best. Style? East Coast yeah, pizza is New York style's lit. the best. All right, I agree. I love the big ass pizzas. So good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even a big fan of deep dish. Deep dish is really good. But nothing's better than a fucking slice of pizza the size of your head. So I'm saying, dude, yeah, that's how we do it up here, man. One quarter pizza. Hey, Just James, like, we're talking what? about real food. You don't have Shut that up. up in Canada. Really? Have you ever tried poutine, my friend? Yeah. Have you because ever had that? Have you ever yeah. had? Their... Have you ever had a heart attack in a box? Yeah. My bad. No wonder um, they need more health professionals. No, no, Andrew. Have you have you tried their most highly rated delicacy? They put Tim maple Horn? syrup no, in no. snow and then they take a stick and they roll it. We don't do that. That is like that. We don't do that shit. Like we, like, pe- yeah, like the fact that people actually question if you do or don't yeah, really says really, something about your culture. People think we ride goddamn polar bears. Like that is still a common stereotype that everyone's like, oh, you don't have one. Like, no, idiot. Like, why? Yeah, why see, see in the chat. See in the chat. Everyone's like, oh no, yeah, we totally do that. You're you're right. No, I will no. say I want to call. I want to call Andrew out. I'm gonna call him out here. Because we were we were at PAX. Granted, it's not Canada, but we were at PAX Boston. We got poutine, and he ate it. Did you guys get donair? Did you guys get donair? We're, we're talking about poutine. He ate poutine. He liked it. Donair, like no, the wrap, like what? What are you talking about? Donair meat, dude. You've never had donair? Oh yeah, no, yeah, donair's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a German. Donair. Yeah, that's a, I had those over. I had donors all the time over in uh, Germany. What did you just call it? boys. Oh my god, man. Holy shit. Anyways. We are way we are into the goddamn weeds. Yeah, anyways, getting past uh NA food talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you it's how it's spelled, it's how you say it. God damn it. D-O-N-A-I-R. Donair. Oh, he's muted for his responses. Great. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think they're two different things. You need to do some Googling, buddy. See if you can figure One second. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you take your time. And we're not talking about esports or anything anymore. We're talking about goddamn, actually, Lebanese cuisine. It's... <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Lebanese cuisine is Donaire. Yeah, Andrew might exactly. be thinking of something else, though. He might. He, I think he might. I think he's thinking of something else entirely different. Yeah, it's like. It's like a fucking euro, but like in a little pita roll. I don't know what you're talking about now. Do you know what he's talking about, Don? Ooh, look, click you, on you the picture. That, you, can have, you can have donair like that. You get the meat and you put it in the, the pita and eat it. Oh, is that, it's in a pita, dude. No, it is still donair. What is donair when I Google it, some boxer comes up? What? 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, anyways, what were we? Uh, we were we were talking about cod culture, and it is Midwest for sure. This is the same shit, James. Spelled differently. Yeah, it's not the same shit, dude. It's not the same shit at all. It's totally I can't different. deal with Canadians. I can't deal with this horrible Call of Duty amateur scene. Why can't we just copy Europe and everything that we do and just be happy for <laughs> once in our life? So true, man. Just give us a bunch of stuff. to that for the amateur scene? Like, literally, no one does it better than Europe. Well, like, I mean, okay, so here's, okay, here's the worst part. Here's the worst part. So we already have a proven franchising model that worked. The NFL. Just model it after the NFL. Have the NFC North and the NFC East and West and all that shit and just make them their own amateur region. Just do that. Genius. I've already, I'm, I'm the, I'm, who's make the NFL happen. commission? Who's the NFL Dylan's commission? going to host an esports awards next year. You're going to single-handedly build the League of Legends amateur scene. And I'm going to secretly do all the work for both those projects. So it's true. perfect for all of us, right? True. <laughs> true. Yes, true. I'm, glad, I'm glad you know. So, I mean, it sounds like a win-win-lose if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah lose, that's lose, awesome. Lose. Let's do it. It's been, the, it's been the basis of our show for the last yeah. two years. <laughs> you tell hey, me that now. We do the hard, we, me, me and James do the hardest thing. We show up. I mean, no, you show, you I show up too. You too. That's the hardest part. You show up sometimes. Yeah. All right. Anything esports related we want to talk about right now? Dude, give me an east. Give me an amateur scene. Twenty twenty. Give me it to me. Go make it yourself. I, I don't have any money, man. <laughs> Got time and passion. That's all you need to survive in this world. Really? Really? Yeah. No. No. Absolutely not. J- James's piece like addiction would like uh, a word with you. <laughs> oh, health but professional by that, the way this has been a this has been a rough last 10 minutes of this episode but fun none the least i want to thank you each and every one of you for stopping by and watching project esports for november 18th 2019 yeah and we go live every single monday at 10 p.m eastern standard time 7 p.m pacific standard time here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off um if you missed a live show that's fine because we put up all the vods the next day on youtube you can search that poppedoff.com slash youtube um but if you want to listen to the audio version my favorite version you can go on any 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 of them talking itunes google play stitcher not 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 soundcloud though not soundcloud but spotify we're on spotify uh you're on spotify yeah you can listen to us there who listens who listens to soundcloud anyway e-boys that's it and if you want to hear fire mixtape which we don't put out but if you want to listen to us on all the other things that we've listed besides SoundCloud, hit us with that five-star review. Let us know how he properly spelled on air. Let Andrew know he's wrong and he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Or just interact with us with in any way whatsoever. Greatly appreciated. We love the attention. Donor. Jeez, you're going to give me a goddamn conniption. But <sighs> with that, as always, I'm Andrew. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And thank you for watching Project Esports. We will see you all back next week where we talk more about international cuisine and so much more in esports. See you guys then.